Dungeons and Drimbus is rated R for rude language, rough violence, and raunchy humor. Wait, 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 wait! You don't got to do this! A gnomish man desperately shouts from beneath the bag over his head. My pocket, my, my coat pocket, just reach in there! He pants as the hangman presses a gun to his head, teetering over a ditch in the desert. Bang. It's good for both of us. I swear. Please just, just, just reach into my pocket. Any of you, any of you, I know there's more of you out there, come on. Look into my eyes, I want to remember this. And I pull the trigger. Uh, so we just lost an important character the first ten seconds in. God damn it, hanged man. Did I break the, did I break the campaign? God damn it, you can't keep doing this, and I'm gonna like walk over to the guy, and I'm just gonna use like cure wounds on him. Hangman, roll critical damage, and if he's still alive, you can cure wounds. Oh my god. Okay, so that would be 28. You blast his skull clean off. There are no wounds to cure. Never mind. Damn it, Hangman. We were supposed to keep him alive. I'm searching the body. They said dead or alive. It doesn't matter. Oh, God. And now you went and got rid of his identifying features. (laughs) What are we supposed to do now? You search his body and you find a little wooden case. Little wooden case was my name in college. I'll toss it to, um, Dakota. Every time. And I'm going to, like, flick open the case to see what's inside of it. So we see this, like, hooded warforged. You can only see these, like, piercing, illuminated eyes sticking out from the dark hood. Toss this little wooden case over to Dakota Juniper, a human person with some somewhat questionable, almost beast-like features. Dakota, as you open the wooden case... You see a set of dice. You see two sets of dice, actually. Five dice each. Printed on the lid, you see Rootin' Tootin' Rhubarb Shootin' General Store, and then under that, in smaller lettering, it says Santa Pirita. Yahtzee? Did someone say dice? Can I have those, please, to add to my collection over here? And Jack Spade, the degenerate gambling human, sees the dice, and immediately, Jack, you know that this man was likely going to offer to play Klondike with you. Damn it, hanged man, he was gonna play a dice game with me, and you went and had to kill him. Now you're gonna have to play with me in his place. You didn't have any money, you'd be wasting your time anyway. Well, I, I don't need money, I would've won. You know how good I am. Don't you play for money? Well, I play for the thrill as well, you know that. And I kill for the thrill, you know that. Enough talking, is our business done here? Unfortunately. What do you mean, unfortunately? <laughs> you did this. Yeah, this is all your fault now. Now, why'd you have to go on and do that? I just wish I could do it again. Oh, I think God. you're out of your goddamn mind, you know that? I think you're right. I'll kick him in. And we see the Warforged with a one steel foot kick him into the ditch and kind of cover him with uh, loosely in dirt. Doesn't even do a good yeah. job of it. Just... Yeah, no one's looking for him anyway. Yeah, sure. I'm not so sure about that, friend. All right, I say we head on over to that air general store that was mentioned previously. Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. 
Looking to get out of the ads and back to the story? Fable and Folly Plus is a new way to support the creators you love. The podcast you're listening to right now and more than 60 others can be heard ad-free for as little as $4 a month by visiting fableandfolly.com slash plus. And now you'll start to see Fable and Folly Network shows are offering bonus content to all existing and new supporters. Find exclusive new episodes from shows like Where the Stars Fell, The Call of Cthulhu Mystery Program, and Civilized. Plus, early access to new episodes of Midnight Burger, all still entirely ad-free. Does anybody know what direction we need to go in there for? You guys can roll, I guess, a history for me to see if you know uh, the local area. Oof. I roll a four. 16. Oh, 17. Both Jack Spade and the Hangman, you know that Santa Pirita is a very small town roughly south of here. Uh, you guys are just off one of the kind of main roads, but if you get back on it and head south, you should be able to hit it probably within the hour. We're moving south. Let's go. Sure thing, hangman. Whatever you say. Either way. Hey, Dakota, uh, slip me those those dice if you don't mind. I'm just going <laughs> to flip the box over to him. All right. Thank you very much. It's like you really need to take care of your gambling addiction. Wait, it's more of a lifestyle than an addiction. Thank you very much. And so all five of you mount up on your horses and you head south through the desert until eventually you come upon that small road. You continue on it until it diverges towards several directions, presumably to a number of homesteads lying around. Directly before you is the small town of Santa Pirita. It seems much like any other small town with a number of shops, a bank, a sheriff's office, the usual fare. However, as you ride in, a young girl, roughly six years old in a pink dress with ponytails, comes running down the road. Daddy, daddy! Daddy, look, he's back! And she stops, like, right next to your horse hangman and hugs the air. Okay. Daddy, look, he's back! And then she points out all of you, are they here to help us? That's right. She's just talking to the air. Oh. Wait, can I do a perception check to see if there's anybody there, like, invisible? Yeah, go for it. Uh, 17? You see no indication of anyone there. Her hands are, like, perfectly held in a hug. Like, if she was a pantomime, like, she's on Marcel Marceau's level. Like, this is really good pantomime in here. And so she goes and begins tugging on the hangman's pant and says, Please, you gotta do something. What's wrong, little girl? And she just stares at you. Like, perfectly blank. That's it. Ahead of you, in the center of town, you see a roughly four-foot-tall goblin donning a mask, wide-brimmed hat, leather gear, and the loudest, shiniest spurs you've ever laid eyes on, twirling a revolver. I killed your sheriff, and the one before that, and the one before that. I think size is hungering for a little missy next. And he runs a long tongue across his cracked green lips. How about it, doll? He says as he points a gun toward an elven woman in a gingham gown. How many of you does I got to kill before you give up that goddamn gold, huh? Well, excuse me, mister. The odds say you're gonna be killing none of us today. I don't know what beef you got with this little girl, but she won't be dying this day. Thank you very much. And you see he's just kind of frozen there with his gun out, like facing towards the center of town. 
he was not pointing at the little girl. He was pointing at a separate woman. Oh, shit. He does not acknowledge your comment whatsoever. He stands <laughs> frozen in the center of town. I mean, am I saying things? What? Where am I? Hey, sir. What he said. What Jack said. You're you're gonna be you're gonna regret that, <laughs> Mister Chapped Lips. Is you challenging me to a duel? Y- you you bet your ass. <laughs> Pony up, cowboy. Let's go. Okay. Uh, I dismount my horse. I pull out my loot. And uh, I was like, I say, all right, then do your worst, scum. And we see this this thin little half elf walk up to the center of town and square up against the goblin. You're dueling the goblin with your loot. We're going to try with my loot. Roll for initiative, Richard. This should be good. My initiative is a four. Ooh. Okay, what are you doing? Like, what is your action in the duel? I'm going to try some vicious mockery. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, how do you viciously mock this goblin? Hey, you short shit. Go back to where you belong, which is in the ground, you dumb sack of horse manure. And I strum on my lute. Good job, Richard. That was pretty good. You got him. (laughs) And it does one psychic damage. Great. Well, you strum on your loot while viciously mocking this goblin, and it seems entirely unaffected. It then draws its revolver and fires two shots at you. They both whiz past your head, and then you see a bullet impact him out of nowhere, and he goes, Oh! Ow! Shit! No! He puts a hand up to his forehead. I'm slain! No! And then he drops dead on the ground. Yeah, that's right, you dumb sack of horse manure. Now, can I perceive where that shot came from? Because if I just gets randomly shot. Yeah, roll a perception check for me. Yeah, that's going to be a dirty 20. Okay, you were paying very rapt attention to this duel as your unarmed half-elven friend went up against some sort of bandit. You did not see a bullet fly from anywhere. You saw the impact. Like, his shirt broke, he started bleeding, it looked like he took a shot. But it didn't come from anywhere. There was no bullet in the air. And as you are realizing this, the entire town lets out shouts and hollers. Hooray! You saved this handsome stranger. Yeah! And an old orcish man leans on a cane as he walks up to you. Um, as he walks up to you, Richard. He's looking at you through these cloudy eyes framed by a dusty green face and wispy white hair. That outlaw's been harassing this town for months. Killed two of our sheriffs. You saved us. Can I do an inside check on him to see if he's, like, <laughs> not, if he's faking or not? Yeah, go for it. <laughs> I don't trust any of this, bro. <laughs> 19. So with an insight check, you don't detect a lie, but you do detect a lack of sincerity. Hmm. I don't trust orcs. As he just continues speaking. Seeing as we don't have much to offer, as the oldest resident in this town... I'd like to offer my thanks by declaring you tire sheriff. Huh? Effective immediately. 
And the town hoops and hollers at once. Uh, uh, sorry, sorry. Sure. I, I already have a long-term gig. I'm a performer, you see, so I, I'm afraid I can't be a sheriff. Sir, on behalf of the group here, I must decline. We are not here for no charity work. We're just passing through. You are all very busy, very passionately refusing this offer. And as you're doing that to the old orc, you see a young, fit human woman with bright blonde hair dragging the goblin's body away. No. Don't worry, Sheriff. I'll take care of this scumbag. Completely ignoring everything you just Wait, said. I want to run after the body. Okay, you run after the body and you see her dragging it behind what you recognize to be the Sheriff's building. As you follow her, she stops behind the building and stares at you. And just stays there frozen, staring at you. Let me get the gun for a sec. I'll be out of your hair. She doesn't say anything. Okay, I go pick up his gun. Okay, you and you grab a revolver. Nice. I'm going to nudge Psycho, and I'm like, keep your wits about us, because something's not right here. Nothing's ever right in these damn towns. We know that. Excuse me, uh, uh, mister. I I don't mean to pry in the affairs of your town here. Again, we're just passing through, but that little girl over there seemed to be seeing ghosts before. Uh, What seems to be going on there? You are speaking to the orc? As he has his back turned to you and is slowly walking back to sit in a little rocking chair outside of the sheriff's building. Hey! And you turn, everyone was in the center of town. As you turn back, they've all gone. Hey, what the hell? I was talking. That's so rude. All right. I'm getting an uneasy feeling. Like deep down in my bowels. There's something up with this town. Did the orc have a gun? Uh, it didn't look like it. I mean, he's sitting in a rocking chair right outside of the sheriff's office, just rocking back and forth. Never trust an orc. Hangman, hangman, look at me. Look at me, no shooting, no killing, all right? I can't guarantee that, but do not trust an orc. I don't trust suspicious people in a strange town, but I don't trust, I don't not trust people (laughs) based off of their, uh, what they were born as. I think that's a little that's a little shady. I've never met an orc I didn't like. If only you knew. <laughs> knew what? What am I supposed to know? Did I not study for something again? Ah, shit. I'm going to like put my hand on like Richard's shoulder, and I'm just going to like shake my head slowly. All right. <laughs> I'm going to look around for the general store. Roll an investigation with advantage. All right, 15. So here's what you see around the town. You see a couple of different stores. You see the rootin' tootin' rhubarb shootin' general store. You see the Tarnished Tack Tavern. You see Smith's Western Weapons. You see Juniper Morgan Financial. You see what looks like a sheriff's office. And that's it. Well, I'm going to head right towards that there general store. Yeah, I'm going to go with him. Well, since I've been named Sheriff, I might as well get used to the new dig. And I just kind of skip on over to uh, the sheriff's office. Richard, we're not sheriffs. And then I'm guessing he trots away anyway. (laughs) Sure do. (laughs) You enter a very generic looking general store. Wood construction, plenty of shelves, and all sorts of basic knickknacks. Rope, knives, tonics, food, etc. There's a counter stretching the width of the store and you hear, What can I do with you for? As a thin, elvish man suddenly and sharply looks up from the counter he sits behind. My name's Rudy of the Rootin' Tootin' Rhubarb Shootin' General Store. Now that you've walked through the door, step right up and spend some more. He smiles at you very insistently. We've got tinctures and tonics for place most bubonic, a dagger to stagger your foes to the floor. Oh, and if you're itching a tail, we also send mail. So what can I do you for? Uh, I'm so upset that I'm not in that room. What are we doing here, Jack? We're taking the stash. No, we're not. We're figuring out 
what there is to see here based on what we found earlier. All right. So at a general store, I want to like investigate the store to see if anything's like out of normal while they're sitting there arguing. Go for it. Uh, three. Nope. <laughs> nope. You feel uh, you feel very happy. You suddenly feel compelled to spend the rest of your life inside this general store. <laughs> I suppose I'm gonna try my hand at talking to the. Was it an elf behind the counter? Yeah, he's still smiling at you. Try to draw him out. Ask about those cigars on the shelf. Uh, all right, hang man. Uh, yeah, hello there, Mister. Sorry, didn't I didn't get your name earlier? What was it again? Well, my name's Rudy of the Rootin' Tootin' Rhubarb Shootin' General Store. All right. Now that you've walked through the door, step right up and spend some more. Oh, we've got tinctures and tonics for plagues, bubonic, a dagger to stagger your folks to the floor. Oh, and if you're itching a tail. We also send mail. So what can I do you for? Rudy, calm down. For the love of God, don't give me that speech again. You're scaring everyone in the room, including possibly yourself. So tell me, uh, you got any cigars in stock? He stares at you blankly for like 10 seconds. Yeah. (laughs) Really had to think about that one, huh? He stares at you blankly for another 10 seconds and then he goes... Yeah. All right, I'm going to snap in his face a little bit like, hey, you listening to me? You're taking way too long to respond there. He smiles. Yeah. All right. Psycho, ask about that coat on the wall. Yeah, uh, excuse me, sir. There's a coat on the wall. I'm fancying a little something new for myself. Could you tell me a little bit about that, or are you just going to look at me and then say yeah after a drawn-out pause? Tango pieces. Yeah, there's definitely something wrong here. And I'm just like, I'm going to go check out that sheriff's office. All right. Hangman, you want to go check the stock, see if there's anything interesting? I don't think this guy's going to stop you. Oh, what's this dead animal over here? Ew, yuck. He very sharply darts his eyes. What? Right here in the shelf. You have to get up and look. <laughs> he doesn't get up and look, but he leans toward that direction and just stares at it. You'll find it. All right, let's go. As I'm leaving, I'm just going to shout, like, check the back room. I'm just going to go walk over the shelves. I say we hop the counter. Yeah, just do it. What's it, What was his name? Rudy. 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 My name's Rudy. Oh, Rudy God. Quick, go now while he's talking. Now that you've walked through the door, okay. step right up and spend some I didn't more. Ask you. We got tinctures I and tonics for slaves must move on. It's a dagger to All right, listen up, meatbag. Oh, you, you point the gun right between his eyes, and he looks you dead in the eyes and goes, Oh, and if you're itching a tail. Psycho, lock the doors. Jack, check the back. We also send mail. <laughs> I walk over and go put a bar on the door so nobody comes in. I've got a plan, everyone. Li- listen up. Here we go. Hey, uh, Mr. Elf, what's your name again? No. I'm and as he's doing that, I'm going to go walk around the back and start looking for stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Roll a dexterity contest for me. 18. You, with ease, hop over the counter and walk around him. It looks like he's trying to stop you, but he can't. So he just follows you as he gives you the spiel. <laughs> My name's Rudy of the Root and Shooting General While story. he's following him, I want to rob the register. Do a sleight of hand. Do a sleight of hand. That would be nine. You open the register, and there's nothing in it. <laughs> what kind of joke is this? And I, like, fling the register across the wall and hit, like, hit, <laughs> make it hit a wall or something. <laughs> There's nothing in there. You break one of the shelves and a couple of bottles with, like, tonics on it just (laughs) smashes and spills out on the ground. Can I investigate for something unique as I'm looking around the back? 
And if you're rich in a tank. <laughs> 21. We also said May. My favorite number. You take in the whole stock, and there is nothing unique about it. Like, it is very, very normal. Like, almost suspiciously normal. Like, general stores always have something, right? That's, like, kind of weird. There's nothing weird here. It is just a plain-ass general store. Like, if you want stuff, it's there. Grab the animal crackers. Oh, I already did. Don't you worry, hey, man. <laughs> you hear as he crunches on them. I had a little camel. <laughs> Bite the head off first. Oh, you're a head guy. I'm more of a butt guy. <laughs> as long as you don't go for that camel's toe now. It's such a shame that I'm not there. <laughs> well, howdy, y'all. It's your DM, Giancarlo Herrera. I hope you've been enjoying Black Powder so far. This one was an absolute blast to record. And I just wanted to give you a few quick announcements. First of all, if you've been enjoying this game, we played it using Mage Hand Press's Weird West expansion. Uh, we are not affiliated with them in any way, but if you want to check it out, go ahead. Uh, link's in the description. Special thank you to our patron, Kevin Dubrolet, for actually pointing us to Mage Hand Press. They make some cool stuff over there. That said, today's episode is brought to you by our patrons. We are nearing our one-year anniversary for Dungeons & Drimbus, and on June 11th, we will be releasing our third season, Your Honor, in which the party plays a group of fantasy attorneys. I could tell you more, but I think it's better if I just let you hear a little bit of it. So, here is a clip from one of the episodes where the group is mid-investigation and deciding what they should do next. He is buried. He's buried. If we could get a look at the body, we'd know how he died. Do you know where he was buried? At the cemetery, which means we have to defile a grave. Well, what's wrong with that? Oh, goodness. Oh, well, <laughs> to be honest, I wouldn't mind because if I'm dead, I don't care. But I think the people in town might find that uh, disturbing. Or, you know, we could actually just look for like a coroner's report with like a coroner's office or something. Maybe like the funeral home that arranged for things. Maybe they might have a nice record of the body. Jessica, you read my mind. Oh, defiling a grave. Well, you want to put us in well, jail, Gary, when we're so close to finding the truth? What is wrong with well, you? Well, hey now, documents can always be falsified. Exactly. I mean, I just saw you turn that one into a fucking meat puppet, so I can I don't trust any documents anymore. <laughs> That's fucking Gary, crazy. Gary, while I'm at it, what the hell is that? And I point at Tony the Pony. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you enjoyed that, and that has you excited for the premiere of Your Honor on June 11th. Now, if you can't wait until June 11th to check it out, please consider becoming a patron. Because our patrons already have early access to the first three episodes of Your Honor. That's our entire first mini-arc of the series. And patrons at the $20 tier get access to exclusive merch. So, if you sign up before the end of June 2021, in celebration of our one-year anniversary, we are actually giving away an exclusive exclusive Drimbus phone case, which we are not going to be releasing to the public. It is just for patrons. So consider signing up over there. Special thank you to our patrons, Jerry Benetados, Queso Loco, Terrence Knox, Kevin Dubberlet, John Mitchell, Victoria Madrid, and Greta and Beignet. Last little note, if you're interested in other ways to support the show, consider checking out Drimbus.com, our new website, beautifully designed. You can also send us emails because we're going to start doing shout-out slots in the episode. So if you want to shout about a project, a friend, someone you love, whatever you want, consider emailing us to sign up for one of those 
slots. And also you can go to drimbus.com slash merch to buy our new merch line. We have an awesome iconic line of t-shirts and a Drimbus line of hats, which I really, really love. And I think you will too. Thank you all so much for listening. Let's get back to the show. While Jack, Psycho, and the Hangman continue to wreak havoc within this general store, we see Dakota working his way over to the sheriff's office. You see a little dwarven woman in a rocking chair, and she goes, Would you like to listen to my tale? You know what, ma'am? I'll be delighted. Well, it all started when I was a wee lass. I was born in the town of Santa Fe, old Mexico. My mother's name was Maria. My father's name was Jose. We were a poor family. They were farmers, you see. They used to farm tobacco, a cash crop. A cash crop is something that is highly commodified. And people and want to talking, purchase plenty of I'm just going to like slowly back away and then keep going to the sheriff's office. You slowly back away and she continues yeah. telling her tale. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, we see Richard Small entering the sheriff's office. As you do so, you walk past the old orc that named you sheriff. What do you do? As I'm entering, I also am singing. I got nothing if I ain't got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey there, old timer. He continues rocking and smiling. So this is, this is my little office right here, yeah? Yeah. So I'm going to take a look around an investigation just to get the lay of the land. As you go to open the door, he goes, how to sheriff? How's about a tour? Name's Doc, by the way. I've been deputy sheriff here since I was a young'un. You're welcome to do as you please, but if you think you can make use of my old noggin, I'm happy to keep working for you. <laughs> well, Doc, if, if you've been deputy for so long, why haven't you ever been promoted? Since there's been two sheriffs that have, uh, well, met their end, so to speak. He opens the door and smiles at you, does not acknowledge your question, and says, After you, please. No, no, no. And I take the door from him, and I'm like, No, please, after you, I don't know my way around here. He's still holding his arm out, even though you are now holding the door. He is holding his arm out, waiting for you to go in, smiling at you. I give him, like, a gentle nudge and smile back. You are met with, like, a lot of resistance. It doesn't look like he's struggling against you, but it is very hard to move him. Well, all right, then. Have it your way. I'm easy. (laughs) A lot of people have said that before, and I kind of, like, slap him on the shoulder. And then I enter the sheriff's building office space. You enter a nice, clean, and simple sheriff's office. There's a large wooden desk, and on the wall above it, you see a wanted board. It is empty, save for a drawing of the goblin bandit from earlier. This here's main quarters. You'll probably be working here most of the time, save when you gotta chase some rapscallion down. He points towards some stairs at the back of the room. Basements the holding cells for the occasional vagabond you gotta bring in. Upstairs is living quarters. Most of the town's got their own homes nearby, but we asked the sheriff to stay put so we we know we've got you here if we need you. Now, don't you worry about getting lonesome. We head home in the evening, but we always turn back up early the next morning to get to work. Any questions? Uh, so, so I, my living quarters are here as well, yeah? Is that what you're saying? Well, all right. I'll be outside, sheriff. Let me know if you want to play some Klondike. All right. Oh. It's Klondike. been a long day, so if, if you was watched to turn in early, we won't hold it against you. 
And maybe we could get Peely to cook up a, a little thank you lunch at the tech tomorrow. Of course, I think I'm just gonna run to the general store to pick up some supplies for my sheriff duties. No response as he continues walking his way to the door. And as he walks to the door, you see Dakota open and walk in. And Dakota, you see the, the old orc walking his way out. Listen, I don't know if there's any sort of connection there, but that old gentleman just said he wanted to play a game of Klondike. And I know that the other gnome had the dice for the Klondike. And I think that there's something very sus about this town. There's definitely something sus going on in this town. Everybody keeps repeating the same things over and over and everybody has these blank stares. I think we should get out of here. Before we go, I just want to check the desk, see if there's anything special in it. So I'm going to roll an investigation on the desk. 13. Completely empty. Well, that was absolutely a waste of time. Uh, let's get the rest of these suckers and let's get on out of here. And the candies and the cookies and the bread and uh, maybe some oranges. Too. Here, you hold the oranges. I don't want my pocket to get all soggy, so you get those. <laughs> Put it in a bag. All right. We see Psycho holding like a giant Santa Claus like burlap sack bag <laughs> uh, as you guys are cleaning out the general store. And Rudy is standing in the back smiling at you. Like, it almost looks like he's about to cry. <laughs> I got a new deck of cards. Look at this. Oh, those are nice. I like the pictures of the girls on them. There's also a little pony on the back of them, too. Tony the Pony? Thanks. That's right. You guys collect a bunch of trading cards that are pretty popular throughout the land, and you find two really rare ones. You find Tony the Pony, and you find Tumbleweed the dog. Ooh, I like that one. That's a cute little dog. All right. Well, the last thing I could think to do before we get out of here is, uh, excuse me, Elf, man, don't tell me your name again, for the love of God. But uh, do you know what this this little thing is? And I pull out the box with the dice and everything, and I show it to him. Dice? Great. Absolutely useless. All right, I'm going to go. Want to play Klondike? Do I? Don't do it. Oh, I would love to. Yes, please. You see Rudy reaches into his vest and pulls out a little wooden case that looks just like yours and pops it open and pulls out five six-sided die. Ready to play? Oh, you have a case just like mine. Interesting. Does yours say general store on it too? It's the rootin' tootin' rhubarb oh general store. Right. <laughs> anyway, uh, you want to bet on something, Rudy? Well, he has nothing left. Well. He's got his life. <laughs> he's got his life. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, that was Ooh. creepy, Psycho. I got chills. <laughs> Hangman puts one bullet in the revolver and then spins the chamber <laughs> oh, no. on his, like, sleeve. Like, <laughs> Well, well, maybe we should bet for information first before we risk our lives here. You guys are, are having this discussion. Rudy Smiles is still staring directly at Psycho after that and goes, <laughs> Yes! I say we just kill him and get the hell out of here. He's giving me the creeps. Well, hang on. Maybe he could give us some useful information. It's highly unlikely, but... Let, let's see what happens here. I would love to play some Klondike. Hang on. This doesn't turn fruitful. We're gonna... Take matters into our own hands. And he rolls his five six-sided dice on a countertop. All right, I got two pairs. I got one pair. I got two threes. You win Klondike. That's right, I do. Do I get anything, Mr. Rudy? Want to play Klondike? Oh, damn it. God damn it. All right, we're leaving. <laughs> Wait, I like Psycho's idea. I say we kill him. For what? Wasted time. It is true time has been wasted here on this day, but we won't. don't want this whole town descending upon us. What are they going to do? Uh, listen, they did nothing here. We, we don't need to kill for the sake of killing now, do we? Didn't we just do that like an hour ago? I, a hanged man did that about an hour ago. Well, I can I, do it now. Oh, God. 
Listen, why, before we kill anyone, why don't we have a group say on this? We don't even know what Richard or Dakota would do in this situation. Can I pull out a coin and say, shall we bet on whether or not to kill this individual? You can. All right. Heads, he lives. Tails, he dies. Fine. All right. You get... Tails. <laughs> Wait, but God, what if it's a double uh, head type of coin? You know what I mean? What if I make my own faith? <laughs> mm, you are a gambler. What can you roll to convince me you would have this on you right now? Uh, I could roll deception on God. <laughs> roll deception, and if you get above a 10, I'm going to say that this is the kind of thing you would have on you. Ooh, good. I got exactly an 11. All right. Yes. You have a double-headed die. Now roll a deception to see if you fool your teammates. I got a 19. 14. That was a 7. And both of you, you see this coin flip up in the air, and then it lands on heads. Looks like I win. Now, as this is happening, you hear the knocking on the door. Richard and Dakota, roll a perception check for me. Ooh, 15. Mine is a dirty 20. Both of you notice all five of your horses are gone. Oh, shit. We've been robbed. God damn it. And then we start, like, banging on the door. It's like, yo! Our horses are gone, y'all. Uh, people are here. It's Richard and Dakota, you idiots. Uh, I'll go unlock the door. Thanks for the donation for the sheriff's department. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> Goodbye. All right, you owe me, Rudy. You're alive because of me. Yeah. He's just sitting in an empty store. You open the door to the frantic faces of Richard and Dakota. Our horses are gone. What do you mean they're gone? It's that orc. I mean they're not here anymore. Where'd they go? You tell me. We went to the sheriff's office. We came back. found out our horses are gone. Maybe they dragged it off the same way they dragged off that goblin. There's something going on in this town. Everyone has blank stares and they're repeating the same things. Almost as if they're under some kind of a spell or something. That's my tale. <laughs> Can I check for like arcana or something to see if there's like magic around? Yeah, roll that for me. That's a 13. You don't notice any spell, like, if you're hoping to find that, like, there's been a spell cast upon the town or anything like that, you don't notice anything of the sort. I'd say we drop this off in our new living quarters, but I'm pretty sure it's going to disappear when we leave. I think they stole our horses to keep us here. I say we start shooting people until we get some answers. What? I don't know if we'll get answers <laughs> through shooting people. <laughs> Yeah. As much as I love what, the idea. What is, what is wrong with you two? Like, why? I, I don't think we'll get it. Why is the answer always killing people with you two? Because you scare them into being honest with you. That's all I'm saying. You need to learn conflict resolution. No, what you need to learn is torture. When you kill them, you don't get answers. But when you scare them just enough, they'll sleep. You didn't scare anybody. You just shot them in the face. I like the way you think, Hangman. Can I, like, try to track, like, horse prints or something? Yeah, go for it. That's 23... First, I'm going to, like, try to go to where we last saw our horses, and then I'm just going to, like, start sniffing around in the air a little bit because, you know, <laughs> I'm kind of <laughs> beastly, you know? Mm -hmm. See if I can, like, smell the scent of my horse. You smell the scent of your horse. You are at the northern end of town where you rode in, and you sniff it, and you smell it going off to the west, like, out of town. Starkiller's scent is leading towards the west. <laughs> My horse. You know, Star Killer. He read that name on the back of a Cracker Jack box. Don't mind <laughs> him. Don't you talk that way about Star Killer. Look, I don't know about you, but I'm going to try to follow this trail. I want my horse back. 
Sure. As you begin to follow the trail, the dwarven lady in the chair goes, Hey, Sheriff, where are you going? And about ten seconds later, you see all of the town step out of the buildings in, like, perfect unison. And they'll go, Sheriff, where are you going? Where are you going, Sheriff? Hey, Sheriff, where are you going? There's some hoodlums about, and I need to go rile them up. And as you turn to speak to the townspeople, when you turn back to look outside of the town, (laughs) Dakota, you were beginning to walk out. You are suddenly surrounded by cacti. Wait, can I still see, like, the gang, or am I just, like, outside? Uh, They are blocking you off from leaving the town. You can still see (laughs) your gang and everyone else, but the cacti form, like, a nice ring uh, blocking you off. What is going on here? Someone chop them down. They're just cacti. Nothing we haven't dealt with before. (laughs) Anybody have a sword or machete? I have a hand axe. The townspeople begin walking in your direction. So I figure I'll use a hand axe to chop down a bunch of cacti. Roll an attack on one of the cacti. It's an 18. Sweet. Roll for damage. It's a 5. You get a nice chunk out of the cactus as you bury your hand axe into it. And then one of the little, like, outgrowths to the side swings into you, dealing 11 points of damage as its spines slam into you. Roll a strength contest for me. Oh, God. (laughs) I'm about to get killed by a goddamn cactus. It's an 11. The cactus falls on top of you, holding you in place. Well, I've had worse things on top of me. The entire town begins walking very quickly towards all of you. Absolutely not. You are now surrounded in a ring of cactus and townspeople as it shrinks smaller and smaller. What are you doing? I'm going to pull out my rifle. All right, stay back, all of you. Does not deter them. Ah, damn it. We start firing. Can anybody get this goddamn cactus off me? Roll for initiative. Four. <laughs> Three. Twenty. Damn. Nine. Fifteen for my initiative. So I guess for my action, I'm going to wild shape into uh, my starry form for Archer. So from around the cacti, we see Dakota. Some of the kind of beastly features begin to accentuate a little more. The elbows become more curved and protruded. The back hunches over a little more. And suddenly you start glowing with this radiant energy. Okay, so you can make one bonus attack. Go for it. I kind of want to hit that old lady now because she's mad suspicious, but I'm going to roll for the deputy. (laughs) 15. That hits. Roll for damage. That is going to be five. As Dakota is in this glowing, luminant form, you see this bow of light form in a left hand as this glowing arrow forms in the other. He knocks it, shoots it up towards the sky. You see it arch up and over across the town, and it lands straight through Doc's shoulder. As it takes the shot and continues walking in your direction. Jesus Christ. It looks like he's struggling to move. He's like limping a little bit and his movements are very stuttery. Psycho, make a strength saving throw for me. That was a one. Dang. One of the cactus arms kind of like wrenches its way around your neck and you feel some of the spines press into your skin as suddenly you begin running short for breath and you pass out. Cool. Next up, everyone in the party make a strength contest. Oh, no. 18. Dirty 20. 18. 9. You see a bunch of the cacti begin swinging at you from that uh, circle, 
However, only Richard gets tackled by one of them as it kind of rends its way down into the ground. And you are now prone as the arms of the cactus are beginning to envelop you. Richard Small, what are you doing? I struggle to pull out my loot and I cast Enhance Ability and give Bull's Strength to Psycho. And then as a bonus action, I will grant Bardic Inspiration to somebody. And I'm gonna go ahead and grant that to the hangman. And from underneath the cactus that's like enveloping him, you hear Richard just start to sing. I have confidence in sunshine. I have confidence in rain. (laughs) (laughs) And hangman, you feel inspired as it is your turn. Uh, we doing this, Jack? I don't know, hangman. What if they're innocent and just under some sort of spell? Well, I don't care about that. I just want to get out of here alive. We could sneak over to the general store and barricade ourselves in there. We're going to be leaving the others behind. You think they'll be alright? After I granted you inspiration, you sons of bitches. The code already started this. So. We might be dead if we waste time helping them. I don't know, Hangman. Yeah, I'm going to use one attack with my shotgun to try and obliterate the cactus that is trapping Psycho. Okay. That's a natural 20. That hits. Roll double damage. 20 damage. Okay, you blast the cactus. And you see, like, bits of the cactus juice and everything fly every which way. But you just see the tiniest little sliver of cactus left still around Psycho's throat. Okay, so as a bonus (laughs) action, I'm going to fan the hammer. I get two additional attacks with disadvantage. All right. Uh, 12. That hits. And that's 10 damage. And you fan the hammer. Into the little piece left on Psycho's neck, very nearly shooting into her. But you manage to just break it apart with precision as it falls away, and now she is just unconscious on the ground, but in a relatively more safe position. Oh, I'd also like to move just, like, enough out of reach so I don't get hugged by a cactus. Okay, so you move more towards the townspeople instead. Hangman, roll a strength saving throw. How many are there? There are seven townspeople. Oh, okay. That's not too bad. I thought it was, like, a group of, like, 20 or 30. Yeah, fuck. I would have shot the people. (laughs) Well, wait, you still don't have to do this. Well, I think you do. I have an 11. Unfortunately, you see Doc, the old orc, come up with his cane and then leaps into the air and falls on top of you, knocking you prone. Get off me, meatbag. Hangman, stay tight. I, I'm going to draw him away from all of you and you can get away from the cactus, all right? Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to use an acrobatic skill to leap on top of one of the heads of the villagers and bounce from head to head until I get to the other side into the town. Now, I am not proficient in acrobatics, which is why I'm going to use my beginner's luck skill to get advantage on this check, and we'll see what happens. This is going to be a very difficult check, but go for it. That'll be a 21. What? Wow. (laughs) And Jack runs up, bounces off of Doc's head because he's on the ground on top of the hangman. And then you just bounce your way on all of the heads into the town. Uh, You grow a little mustache and overalls. (laughs) Hell yeah. And I'm going to make sure I face the, the mob so my back isn't to them. You are doing that. Psycho, you may roll a constitution saving throw to try and wake up. Great. 
It's a goddamn four. You're snoozing. You're snoozing, baby. Great. You know what? I'm going to use the help action on Psycho. I'm going to try to, like, help her up and give her advances on her throws to wake back up. Okay, I will actually let you try and wake her up this very turn. So get advantage on a constitution saving throw. Let's do this. It's a ten. Does that mean anything? I have a plus one on constitution. You need it not. Oh, nice. Because you wake up. Yeah! Dakota's kind of slapping you awake, and you come out of your dream. Get the hell off me. Come on now. (laughs) Is that how you thank somebody who just saved your life? All right, so I'm going to take my bonus action, and I'm going to, like, snipe at Doc. Go for it. That's 20! Yo, roll double damage. That's six. Uh, So I'll just do a 12. You deal 12 points of damage as you fire a second light arrow through Doc. It flies through his torso and picks him up off of Hangman and (laughs) pins him into the wall of the general store. And you see this deep red blood begin to ooze out. Doc is dead. Next up is the cacti. Psycho and Dakota roll a strength contest. Yeah, six and a one, so, I mean... I rolled 17. Okay, and both of you, you see Cacti swing at you. It's almost like when you're playing Ninja that you can really only do, like, one (laughs) swift motion at a time. You see two Cacti swing at you, and you both duck out of the way. Richard, give me a strength saving throw. Oh, shit. Uh, My strength saving throw was a three. And the enhance ability thing is a concentration spell, so I concentrate on it for an hour. So you'll have that for... A while, those advantage on the strength checks. I'm afraid you won't because, Richard, you get pricked all over as you lose consciousness as well. And break concentration. (laughs) (laughs) Richard, it is your turn. You may roll a constitution saving throw to try and wake up. A 12 for my constitution saving throw. You wake back up. (laughs) You are very lightheaded as you're falling in and out of consciousness. Okay. I'm gonna gun down some townsfolk. Oh, God. Okay, who are you shooting at? Is that little girl there? Oh, no. (laughs) Hangman. (laughs) Jesus. The little girl is there, yes. Oh, no. Little girl. Where's your invisible friend, little girl? Hello, little girl. What's your rush? She's walking at us with purpose? Yes. Yeah, I'm shooting the little girl. Hangman. (laughs) That would be a dirty 20. Yeah, roll for damage. That's a 12. And the little girl runs up to you. You see determination in her eyes before her eyes disappear as you blast her head clean off. No! And I'm going to use my bonus action to fire another revolver at someone. Six. And you fire a shot into the air at the crowd of townspeople, but it doesn't really land on anyone. Jack and Hangman roll strength contests. Oh no. Five. Fifteen. Hangman. You see a Kenku, so this like penguin person with little spectacles and a vest. He tackles you straight down onto the ground as my good friend Jack Spade. You have leapt on the head of all of these townsfolk, and so at the very back of the pack, you see a young tiefling woman who turns around and tackles you on the other side of the horde. Ow. You are now both prone. Jack, what are you doing? Oh, God. All right. I'm going to pull out my dagger and just stab her. Ooh, okay. Roll an attack with disadvantage. They're squishing. Ten. That hits. Roll for damage. <gasps> all right. 
is not what I wanted to do. I'm sorry, ma'am. I'm just gonna murder this whole town, bro. Oh man, that was the worst possible one. Eight. She's dead. Okay, <laughs> you stab into the tiefling's gut, and she vomits this red, oily blood onto you. <laughs> oh, no, I don't like blood. Blah, blah. Psycho, it is your turn. Can I just move to shoot the first townsperson in front of me? Oh, we didn't kill that old lady, did we? Nope. All right. <laughs> All right, I would like to shoot the old lady. Oh, my God. Ugh. So I'm going to assume that my aim is terrible because I just rolled a one. Yeah. Oh, a critical failure? Your gun jammed. God damn it. So you're going to have to roll to clear that on your next turn. Fine. And so we see you take aim at the old lady and she goes, my tail. And you press <laughs> the button as your gun jams. Which brings us around to Dakota. So I'm going to attempt to attack the cactus that has Richard down. I'm going to use one of my free guiding bolts. Go for it. 14. That hits. Roll for damage. 14 damage. And you slice that cactus in half, but you see two of the arms kind of dig down into the ground and try and stay atop of Richard as you do 14 damage, and it is looking in very bad shape. And then I'm going to shoot it with my bonus action. Okay. And that is also 14. That hits. Roll for damage. Seven. You blast it completely, and now there's just one stretch of cactus across Richard's chest, holding him down against the ground. Which brings us to the cacti. How many cacti are there? Five. There's the one on top of Richard and then four others. Dakota, roll a strength contest. Yeah, that's a four. Now you are knocked prone as one of the cacti envelops you. You're not even fully prone. It kind of like grabs you and like wraps you into it. So like your legs are draped across the ground, but your torso is, is like suspended in the spines. Now Richard, roll a strength saving throw. 15. And you go under again. You've gone under twice in the last six seconds. (laughs) 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 Hangman, what are you doing? I'm gonna try and shoot the penguin thing. I'm assuming 16 will hit. Yes, it does. Roll for damage. Okay. And I do 12 damage. And you blast a hole through the gut of the kenku. Get off me, happy feet. And I toss the body to the side. The top half of him slops off as you push it off and then begins to stand up. As my bonus with the other revolver, I want to shoot the cactus on top of Richard. Six. Does not hit. (laughs) Richard is destined for this cactus. Psycho and Hangman, more people tackle you. Psycho, a little dwarven man tackles you. Hangman, a blonde woman tackles you. Meanwhile, Jack, give me a strength saving throw. Okay, ten. And you go under as the tiefling continues vomiting this blood, gets you into a headlock, and kind of like rubs your face into the ground, cutting off oxygen, and you pass out. Jack, it is your turn. You may roll a constitution saving throw to try and wake up if you would like. Uh, yeah, I'll try it. (laughs) Guys, it's still not ideal, but it doesn't look like they're attacking us. They just keep trying to knock us unconscious or something. I don't know what's going to happen once you become unconscious. I don't hear any of this because I'm unconscious. I don't know if we should keep fighting this to try to run. 
Keep fighting. Oh, 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 of course he would choose to keep fighting. He says as a, an iron grip clamps down on his throat. <laughs> okay, Jack, would you get on the constitution saving throw? 16. Okay, you come to for a second. <laughs> you're, you're beginning to come in and out as well. Her grip loosened. <laughs> Psycho. Well, I'm under a dwarf, and I would like to not be under a dwarf. So, uh, my instinct right now is to slash his throat. 17. You deal six damage as you slit this dwarven man's throat, and this red, oily blood splats out onto your face as he continues to hold you down on the ground. <laughs> Dakota. Alright, um, I'm gonna try to get up. Okay, roll a strength contest to try and break free. 17. Okay, and you easily shoulder your way through the cactus, taking the spines they rip off into your shoulder, but you have freed yourself. I mean, they're not really dealing damage to anybody, so I guess I'm just gonna, like, snipe at the one that's on Hangman. 11? That just barely hits roll for damage. <laughs> yes! Ooh, 11. You absolutely blast her as well. Hangman, one of her arms, because he, he blasts her, like, at the shoulder socket, one of the severed arms, like, bonks you in the face as the blood spills out on top of you two. Yum. No! You're so disgusting. Her hair looks like spaghetti. And the blood looks like meat sauce. Great. That brings us to the cacti people. Took out a roll of strength content. I did not roll well. I have a six. Ba-bam, baby. No. You're, you're cactus. Prone again. Who is currently held down under a cactus? Richard. Are you conscious? I am unconscious. You may roll a constitution saving throw with disadvantage. An 11. Okay. <laughs> you come to. What's happening? <laughs> All these things just... Well, y'all, help me, help me. <laughs> I'm trying. The hypoxia is really setting in. Next up, Richard, it's your turn. I'm going to go ahead and uh, are there other cactuses like within like, would you say 15 feet of me? <laughs> yes. Um, are there friendly folk within 15 feet of me? Yes. Yeah. Go for it anyway. All right. <laughs> Richard is going to cast Thunderwave, and to cast this, you just hear from like under this cactus, Richard start to sing. It's like thunder, lightning, the way you love me is frightening. Oh, you better knock, knock, knock on the wood, baby. That is a beautiful performance for someone who just came out of being unconscious like three times. I am a consummate professional. Delightful. I'm a big fan. What number do I need to beat? You need to beat a 14. Everybody except Jack, who is on the other side of the mob, and Dakota, who just kind of artfully tries to dodge out of the way of this wave and you just, you brace yourself and take the blast, how much damage do they take? Nine. And technically, if you succeed on the saving throw, it's half damage. So Dakota, you take four damage as everyone else takes nine damage. You do manage to obliterate the cactus on top of you and deal significant damage to the three remaining. With my movement, I will stand up and not be prone anymore. Sorry about that thunder wave spell, y'all. It was a little pitchy, wasn't it? Which is why y'all got hit. <laughs> and then for the bardic inspiration, you hear Richard start to sing. I want some hot stuff, baby, to see real. I want some hot stuff, baby, tonight. And it grants Bardic Inspiration 1d6 to Psycho. So as this thunder wave flies out, you see the dwarven man on top of Psycho. Also, his head just explodes. 
and he falls backwards. As the old dwarven lady also gets extremely battered, falls to the ground, rolls around, and is looking as bad as you can possibly look. Which brings us around to Hangman. Yeah, I'm going to shoot the one on top of Jack. Go for it. Natural 20. Don't even roll for damage. You take aim at the tiefling and blast her into oblivion. She takes the shot. The shot carries her away and she rolls off into the desert of the town, bleeding out on the ground. And then I'm going to try to fan the hammer on the last one. Go for it. So I got a 20 and a 19, but a 19 is a critical for my character. Doesn't matter. Had one hit point left. (laughs) Do you want to listen to my... (laughs) Shut it, hag. And you have cleared all the people in the town. You look at the wreckage around you as Rudy emerges from the general store. God damn it. Smiling (laughs) blankly. My name's Rudy of the Rootin' Tootin' General. And an enormous shot just explodes his head as suddenly you hear this stampede of horses coming from the east. You see a number of individuals appear. In particular, one on an enormous black stallion is dressed in this black steel full body armor, mask and everything, wearing a leather duster coat and a wide brim hat. Beneath the hat, all you can see are some glowing eyes as he casually steps off the horse. You see the cactuses leave back into the desert as they slowly kind of ride their way out and assume totally non-threatening positions. Then you hear a screaming from behind the sheriff's office as two more armored men walk out holding a young girl and an elven woman by the collars. They throw them down on the ground in front of you. And she shouts, I swear, please, I, he, he didn't come back. I don't know where he is. We were doing our best. We don't, we don't know how to do this. This is his job. And the men shoot both of them in the head. The man in the space black steel armor and heavy padded leather duster coat almost floats over to you and crouches down to get on your level. Well, that's kind of hot. How tall is he? Probably nearing seven feet. Damn. Well, howdy. And who might you be? My name's Jack, sir. Hi there, I'm uh, I'm Richard Small. It's it's a pleasure to make your acquaintance. It's usually customary to give your name first. As you guys are saying this, you're nervously looking around at the town, and you see one of his men begin to grab one of the townspeople and kind of tear some of the clothes open. He brings out some odd tools that you've never seen before, and you see them split open the skin and more of that kind of red oily blood spills out and you see this like metal structure underneath as they begin to work on it. They drag the corpses out to a ditch behind the town. You see a little girl who reminds you a lot of the man that you killed earlier today and a woman who somewhat resembles the little girl. The seven foot tall man says, Well, can't say it rings a bell. But allow us to introduce ourselves. We're the Black Powder Boys, and this is your lucky day. This has been Dungeons and Drippers Black Powder. 
This episode featured the vocal talents of Michael Pisani's Richard Small, T.J. Berry as Dakota Juniper, Nicholas Palazzo as Jack Spade, Nicholas Benetatos as The Hangman, and special guest Jay Fett as Psycho. The rest of the world is voiced by your DM, Giancarlo Herrera. Editing was done by Michael Pisani and Giancarlo Herrera, and sound design by Nicholas Benetanos. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this and want to hear more exclusive content like our After the Show show, After the Dribbus, get exclusive merch, or the ability to vote on future content like this, then consider supporting Dungeons & Drimbus over at patreon.com slash And don't forget to tweet using hashtag Drimbus for a free sticker. See you later, cowboys. The Fable and Folly Network where fiction producers flourish. It's a tale of learning and healing. We've got a whole province going to see one overworked witch in a candy cottage that's been chewed to pieces by the local kids. Of fairies and magic. You're touching the sapphire of assessment! I'm not touching it! I'm just putting my hand near it as I focus my brainial waveforms on it. Stop it! I'm not even touching it! Of struggle against the odds. This is my team. They may not live up to your vision of a perfect, efficient department. They don't live up to my vision of a stampede in a barnyard. Ooh, Kimberly, that's how you know it's working. And now, it returns at last. Alba Salix, Royal Physician, Season 2. Alba Salix, Royal Physician, from Fable and Folly. Find us wherever you listen to podcasts or look us up at fableandfolly.com.